Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of the same 24 hours podcast. I love, 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 loved my guest today. David Meltzer ran through our uh, podcast today because he's high energy. He had a deadline. I had a deadline. So we packed in so much in like a 20 minute interview. You're going to love it. So this is a fast episode packed full of positivity and happiness. So I hope you're ready. David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which is important because this was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. David has been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year and awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. He is also the executive producer of the brand new Bloomberg and Amazon Prime television series, Two Minute Drill. David's life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. (laughs) This simple yet very powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, value. In all his content and communication, that's exactly what you'll receive. As part of the mission for the past 20 years, David has been providing free weekly trainings to empower others, to empower others, to empower others to be happy. And you will get the joke when you hear the episode, what that means, that repetitive nature of empower, empower, empower. So enjoy this episode. Go check out David's free training, dmeltzer.com forward slash training dmeltzer.com forward slash training so you can go there and there's also so go take advantage of this awesome opportunity to learn from someone who has dedicated the last 20 years to making other people happy and learning and teaching them how to find their happiness so enjoy this episode everyone Hi, and welcome to The Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, David. I am so excited to be here, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. What an extraordinary platform. Just here to share whatever I can to help other people. Yes, absolutely. So tell me what your big goal is. I saw it and I mentioned it in your bio, but I feel like this is this is a big one. We want to make lots of people happy. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest goal in my life. And a lot of people laughed at me when I first came up with it. They made fun of me. They scoffed at me. But that's not the first time in my life that people did that to me because they always end up applauding eventually. Well, this one's really big. I want to empower over a billion people to be happy. I want to create a collective consciousness of more than enough of a universe where we live abundantly, uh, more than enough of everything for everyone coming through us for others. And in order to do so, I'm looking for a thousand people like you uh, that I know have the capability of empowering a thousand people to empower a thousand people 
to live with the certain values and daily practices that will allow them to have that perspective and control and peace in their lives in order to effectuate the perspective and the activities of happiness. And I know why people laughed at you. And I'm la I'm laughing with you right now, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> but it's because this whole idea of happiness, like everyone is searching for it. So few people perceived it to have it right i mean that's why everyone's like oh no how are you going to get a billion people happy i don't even know three happy people so when you're met with that kind of uh resistance or negativity i mean what are the things that make a happy person what is your definition of making you know who are these happy people and what's the level where you're like in the billion people happy club <laughs> well first of all you have to empower them to enjoy in other words to find the light the love and the lessons consistently every day persistently without quit in the pursuit of their own potential, not what's missing, not what other people want for you, not what you don't want, which are the three biggest deterrents to happiness is people seek what they don't want, what other people want or what's missing in their lives. And then they end up with what they don't want, what other people want or what's missing in their lives and they become unhappy. So I utilize that pursuit along with one thing, which is time. I think bringing awareness to time that, hey, let me help you through daily practices only spend minutes and moments in ego-based consciousness or fear or unhappiness. Let me teach you how to every day spend minutes and moments in fear instead of like I did and like most people do, spend days, weeks, months, and years in fear and unhappiness, in resistance and void shortages and obstacles. What are people really afraid of Two in your things. experience? Two things, there, there are primal fears that, that are Freudian-based, ego-based fears and everyone, that's why I talk about minimizing the moments and, and minutes that we spend in fear. And a lot of those fears too protect us. So we can't be void of the ego. I always say if I could win the Nobel Peace Prize, it would be for giving an egoectomy to completely <laughs> avoid people of fear, but I'm not so sure it'd protect the human embodiment. But what we're really afraid of are these secondary fears. And let me share a few that everyone has wasted time, emotion, value in relationships and money uh, on. Number one, the need to be right. Uh, if you <laughs> all the time, all the time that you need to be right, emotion and relationships is ridiculous. And let's I feel attacked, David. I feel attacked, but it's sorry, fine. no judgment or condition. How about this one? This is my greatest fear: the need to be offended. I mean, I have wasted so much time. And, and if you have a need to be offended, all you gotta do is walk outside. The minute you walk outside, it will feed itself. That, That's I mean, funny. we could feed the world as fast as a fence. It would be amazing how fat the whole world would be because it's so easy to feed the need. And then here, let me just list out what we're afraid of. We're afraid of being separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, all of these needs of the ego they provide void shortages and obstacles. They actually get in interference to what we're already connected to. You remember, we're already connected to the greatest source of light, love, and, and lessons. We hold more power in our pinky than could light up Manhattan. Physically proven, scientifically proven, how much electricity power you have in you. And what we do is instead of thinking, you know, I am healthy, What's interfering with my health? What I'm eating, what I'm exercising, what, what I'm thinking, what's interfering with my health? We think I gotta go get healthy. I gotta go get wealthy. I gotta go get happy. No, I am worthy. I am happy. I am wealthy. 
what am I doing to interfere with it? And the identity and the identifying of the fear-based consciousness, and then the ability to stop, drop, and roll when you're in it is how I teach people through values and other daily practices to share the greatest virus of all time, happiness. It's spread by witnessing it. Imagine, I could be on Zoom, you could catch my happiness, no problem. And it strengthens you emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, and financially. It strengthens your immune system. Happiness is amazing. I just got to share this idea and teach people how to do it. I'm telling you, I did catch it. I wasn't like down today, but like when you came on Zoom, I caught it. Like you, you definitely gave it to me. But here's the thing. Here's a question for you. You say um, to, to step into the idea that I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am, you know, the I am statement versus the I hope to be or whatever. How do you take, how do you start there if you have a history of not really buying that or you just, your body like resist it, you know, you say it, but then inside your mind, there's like, that's not true. It's a lie. It's a lie. So what, what do you, what do you do with that? Wow, you're wise beyond your years. So these are practices, because <laughs> that's a very deep statement uh, question. It, it's practices. So for me, I say lower the bar. When we're trying to create consistent, persistent behavior, you know, if I am wealthy or I am healthy, but my bank account's on zero and I'm fat and overweight and, and you know, just sick all the time, well, lower the bar. You know, what I believe in is math. I believe in the exponentiality of growth, the expansion of the universe, life trying to fulfill itself. I believe in Einstein. I believe in compound interest. And I believe, as I did with my brand and have been proving it, that I, you know, I sat with Gary Vee when I moved to the digital side of things. I was helping him with his sports agency. And he's like, what do you want with your brand? I said, I want two ambassadors. In year one, I want two ambassadors. He's like, what are you talking about? You're willing to pay all this money for two ambassadors? I said, yeah, I want two people at the end of this year that will tell two people how great my books, podcasts, TV shows, movies, speeches, free training, everything I do are going to tell everybody about Dave Meltzer. And he said, really? I said, yeah, because in 20 years, I'll be the most popular and powerful person my age on the internet. He said, really? I said, do the math. Two times two times two times two times two, 20 times is 2 million people getting me 2 million people every year. The next year, 4 million getting me four. Not followers, right? I'm not a dancing bear on TikTok, although if I took off my shirt, I'd look like one. I am not. I am someone who is looking to empower people to change their lives and give them certain pragmatic daily practices and values in which are proven to effectuate that exponential growth acceleration, no matter how low or, or, or beyond belief your start is, you can get there through exponentiality and segmentation. I love that. I love that. We have been teaching our children about compound interest. They're 12 and 11. And Beautiful. my daughter was like, I'm going to put aside $25 a month. And she's well, she was 11 when we started. And so we showed her the calculation on that at 60 and it's like, an, an it's in the millions. I don't, I don't yeah. want to say it's, you know, 4 million, but it was in the millions. Right. And my son, he goes, well, I'm going to put $11 and 49 cents. <laughs> and I said, well, that is very specific. Um, but it was just so funny to see the two different personalities. Cause he's, he's a little bit less, um, on the happiness scale. Like if we're going to put it on a scale, um, he's a little bit yeah. more curmudgeon -y. Um, but it was just so funny to, to see that, that, that whole magic of consistency, of constant pressure, of, of adding daily and habits and practice that that's where the gold is. Like you will become a happiness millionaire, right? If you put in the effort every day, like in favor of yourself, 
versus working against yourself. And that's what I see so much in, in my audience and my clients is how certain and sure we are about working against ourselves versus what can I do for a vote in favor of myself today? So what are some of these practices that you like to tell people like, hey, if you had three things to tell someone to start with, what would they be? I'll give a quick four. One, know your what. Too many people lie to themselves about the why and they sit high, drunk, sick, broke on their mom's couch dreaming about their why instead of knowing their what. So take inventory every day of your values. Personal values, what do I want? Experiential values, what do I want to do? Giving values, what do I want to produce? Receiving values is a big one. Most people don't know what they want to receive, but they expect to receive it. I don't get that at all. And then also don't be afraid of being a hypocrite. Your wise question earlier showed me an enlightenment because you weren't afraid to say, I don't know what I don't know. And to admit and illuminate that, hey, like some people, bro, are broke and they're not going to buy your BS. <laughs> so what do we tell those people? That's indicative of someone that understands what. Then you go to who. The easiest way to get what you want, people are afraid to ask for help. I tell people all the time, you want to get somewhere, find someone that's there and ask them for directions, period. And if you don't know how to ask, let me give you the golden question. Do you know anyone that can help me? What that means is everybody's a sponsor and power sponsor of mine, not a gatekeeper. You're already assuming an effortless relationship between you and everybody in the world by asking, do you know anyone that can help me and putting an assumption that they're a sponsor or a power sponsor of you. After you know your who, then you go to the how. And I have very simple how. I implement a mathematical equation of luck. What I pay attention to plus what I give my intention to equals the coincidences in my life, a mathematical equation of luck. And I use my calendar as a focal point, what I have planned, what I don't have planned in my sleep. My tomorrow starts today. When people say, oh, tomorrow, I start at 9 p.m. So if you're looking for February 17th, it's 9 p.m. today. I know the calendar may not match my thoughts, but I'm in an unwinding routine to make sure that I'm starting off when the sun rises at 4 a.m., what I want to be and what I want to do by what I have planned and don't have planned and my, my sleep. Then after the how, the last one is called the now. And this has been repurposed and reused and re-engineered, but I have a simple two question scenario of now. One, can I do it now? And two, if so, do it. If I can't do it, then I prioritize by Roosevelt's matrix of importance, importance versus urgency. You can look it up. So I prioritize yeah. and put that in my calendar uh, for the next day or later on that day. But why is it so important to do it now? Because the difference between happy and successful people and everyone else is they get shit done. And yeah. so if you do something now, 100% of the time, it gets done. 100 there's very few things. The only statistic I know to be as true as that is 99% of all statistics are made up. So <laughs> both of those statistics are very uh, concrete in my life. And so those are the four practices added to the practice of ending fear combined with gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. That matrix and practice every day with the right perspective will create minutes and moments of ego-based consciousness and a lifetime of happiness. I love that principle of now. So my husband and I used to fight over the dishes for, for whatever reason, neither of us, we would do anything else, but the dishes, no, like forget it. And I walked in the kitchen one day and I said, how long does this actually take? How long does it actually take to unload a dishwasher and clean the kitchen? 
three minutes is the answer. I'm, I move very fast, but three minutes. And that was life-changing for me. Cause now anytime I walk into the kitchen and the dishes need to be done, I'm like, do I have three minutes? Yes, I do now, you know, get it done. And I've applied that simple concept to almost everything household wise. Cause I would rather not, I mean, I would rather not do household chores. <laughs> and so now like a laundry basket, like, okay, how much, how long does this take? Okay. It takes four minutes. You can fold the laundry. And there's so much of us like inside, I think that we just don't want to do, why are we kicking things down the road? That's my question. Why? When it takes four minutes, why are you kicking your laundry basket all over the room? What is it? I know, you know. Yeah. I think it's a get to do versus got to do. It's a, Mm -hmm. it is a a trained discipline of when things that we supposedly categorize the things that we have to do, it then becomes resistant. And we don't think in a logical nature of, gosh, I've spent more time complaining about this or worrying about this or not wanting to do it than it would have taken to do it. And so if we can change the mindset to, I get to do this. In other words, practice finding the light, the love and the lessons and taking the trash out, doing the dishes, making your bed. And this is especially important. You know, I have three teenage daughters. So your kids are just a few years away from where they will gladly spend hours complaining about something that takes three (laughs) minutes. So if we can shift their mindset to allow them to get to do, and I'm still practicing this as well. I traveled so much in 200 days before COVID a year. And I would complain to my wife, oh, I miss you. I miss my kids. I can't wait to get home. And then I got home. And the very first thing my wife said to me was, can you go pick up Marlena, my 14 year old? And I looked at her and I'm like, are you kidding? I just got home. I have to go pick her up. And she looked at me and said, are you kidding me? You spent the last seven days on the road telling me how much you miss your kids. I'm giving you an opportunity to spend 30 minutes alone with her. I don't understand because I didn't have the, I get to do attitude. I had the, I got to do attitude. And so as many times as I can, I try to catch myself and say, how can I get to do this? Uh, I use taking out the trash as meditation time. My neighbor's wives think I'm the best husband in the world because I'm not enjoying the party. All the, you know, chitter chatty conversation gets old to me. I speak all day, you know? And so I literally will go hide out and meditate by offering during a party. Oh, can I take your trash out for you? And they're like, Oh my God, your (laughs) husband's amazing. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to ditch the party and meditate on what makes me happy. Well, I'm glad I know that if I'm ever at a party with you, I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to hold this plate and talk to you. Um, how important in your experience is our inner dialogue, the things that we're telling ourselves behind the scenes, under the covers, like that's just kind of running, um, you know, all day long. How important is that? And what are things that you help people do to kind of shift their, their internal voice? I love that because I believe in the conscious continuum. So I actually, in my first book, Connected to Goodness, which I'll send everyone for free, sign it, ship it, pay for shipping. But I talk about the inner dialogue of cancel, clear, connect. And what does that mean? That I want to control the 10,000 new thoughts that I have every day that are inputted by my five weak, inaccurate senses, my eyes, my ears, my nose, my mouth, and my touch. But I want to control those to be what I want. And if I can control those to be what I want, they go to the subconscious mind, as you were saying, that inner voice, which is about 40 of those data inputs. And the more that we are consistent with those data inputs, the more it creates a neural pathway, which is like going down a a brand new mountain of snow in the same track. You just get faster and faster and faster until that track is ingrained in your unconscious, your unconscious competency, your quantum memory, your DNA. You're activating actually 
proven uh, scientifically in epigenetic DNA, a layer of the DNA is activated by these messaging of your subconscious of what you consistently think of. So if that's positive, dreamy, visionary, wonderful, happy thoughts, that's what you're gonna see in your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. If it's worthiness and all these other obstacles, voids, and shortages, that's what you're gonna manifest as well. And so what I, is that inner voice is crucial, not just to think, say, and do all the right things, but to control when we have the negative ones to cancel them out, clear your mind if you can't get rid of it, and even connect to the greatest source of light, love, and lessons to do a litmus test on your internal thermostat, your quantum memory, your energy. When people say shift your energy, that's what they're talking about. We hold a currency, a frequency that attracts so much greater than anything else we do. Yeah, yeah. All right. So tell everyone about your free Friday training. You, I mean, I guess if you're going to make a billion people happy, you got to give away something for free, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I've been doing it 20 years, uh, over 20 years 20 now. 20 years. So wow. wow. Yeah. And uh, it just exploded with Zoom, which I didn't like before COVID, but people would fly in from all over the country. Uh, I to tell my wife, I think we had over 25,000 people register last Friday and hundreds of thousands on my podcast, listen to it. But I said, you know, what's so funny is it's free now for me because I used to give everybody lunch <laughs> and then <laughs> right. I buy like 200 lunches every Friday for everybody that would come to my free trainings. Uh, but you can just uh, email me, David at dmelter.com register. It's everything. I train on sales. I give exercises and guides and books for free during my training, but I literally five to thrive training. I do ultimate ego training. I did a mommy issue training. Uh, for everyone that thinks they have mommy issues. So I am like the most pragmatic trainer that will give you trainings that, you know, corporations have paid me hundreds of thousands of dollars to implement all the way down to like Koopy. Uh, last week was ask and attract training. This one is persistence and patience training, uh, the blend of persistence and patience. So I have run the gamut. All of my trainings are available for free. They're all featured on Spotify, Google, iTunes, even Entrepreneur features them. So people, please get my exercise guys books all for free, training for free. It'll be fun and easy. And it's a great way to shift, or as Wayne Dyer taught me, change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, one more question for you. This podcast is called The Same 24 Hours, meaning that we all have the same 24 hours in our day but it's what we do in those 24 hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. So what is something, what is one thing that you do on a daily basis that you really think contributes to your best life? I say thank you before I go to bed and wanna wake up. It's that simple. You say thank you every day before you go to bed and when you wake up, you'll live your life with a lens of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Your whole life will change. That's wonderful. All right, David, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.